0: I may call you Any night, any day In your heart you'll heal it, call you Come away, come away high Ballyhai- <coughs> <coughs> God damn! You are a barbarian. Every town has an elm street. Doors. You know, when family and friends get together, there can also be a lot of drinking and drugging, and that's why it's so important to pick your friends the party you party, you know what I'm saying. Meow. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors up. Yeah, used to be shit house a good change. Got to catch the red eye. Welcome to Comic-Con's podcast, the geek podcast for the rest of us who are the motherfucking rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens and I am your host, but in the way, aren't we all celebrating anniversaries, birthdays, traditions, tradition, turning into our dads, (laughs) obsessing about big balloons for my baby boy's birthday. And um, by the way, side note, teachers, they're not that old anymore. I go to school to pick up my son and I love it. I love picking up my son from school. It's one of my favorite things to do in the whole goddamn world. He runs out to me uh, and, I, and I squeeze him and I hug him and I take him in the car and we go get McDonald's and we come home and we hang out and it's my favorite thing to do in the world. I love taking him to school. I love picking him up. But I notice when I pick him up for school or when I'm dropping him off for school, I see teachers coming and going and, and they are young. Like I'm old and I'm getting older, but they are young. They're not old. I, like I always thought the teachers would have to be You know, like Angela Lansbury for eternity. You know, (laughs) like, like with the bun tied back real tight. You know, the big frame glasses. You know, Uh, maybe the lipstick is a little smeared. You know, not because of any nefarious activity in a parking lot, but just because they were, you know, getting it on rough and they're getting older and they're getting up in age. And maybe there's a run in the pantyhose again, not from nefarious activity in a parking lot, but because there was just, you know, some stuff going on. And uh, you know, tail is. Oldest time, you know, (laughs) not so much. Now I see guys getting out of their backpacks, Hmm? guys getting out of their cars with their backpacks, (laughs) guys and gals. Let's not be biased. And I'm like, wait a minute, that guy's teaching music. I just saw him at Roadhouse getting in a fight with a guy in a Hawaiian shirt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I see a girl getting out of her little Kia, throwing on a little backpack, little backpack, and she's uh. She's marching into the school. And I'm like, wait, you can't go here. This is a, this is a school for children. Oh, wait, you're teaching. Well, I stand corrected. And, uh, you know, we're going to get weird right now, folks, because uh, it's a solar rant, if you haven't picked up on that by now. Long-term listeners will know I have to do a solar rant every now and then and get a little weird and get some things off the chest. Also, I noticed um, I'm turning into my dad a lot. My son just turned seven. It's uh it's amazing. It's a great age. I'm so proud of him. My wife and I are both so proud of him. He's he's turning into more of a little man every day and he's so smart. I swear to God he teaches me something new like at least twice or 3 times a day, you know. He just points these things out. Kids have a great way of pointing things out to us, you know. We're so stuck in our own little world sometimes. We go through the motions and kids are just in the present like constantly. And I think we're all trying to get back to that. We're all trying to get back to being in the present, you know. Which Kind of going back to my dad, leading up to my son's birthday all week, I was obsessing about showing up to school to pick him up, like I normally do, but showing up a little early with a big balloon, you know, a big number seven, you know, for his birthday and then taking him out to eat and, and celebrating and all week I was just obsessing about it. Like it had to go off without a hitch. The way my dad used to obsess about shit, he used to not necessarily obsess about people or, or things, but like processes, traditions a plan he used to love a good plan you know and he had run it over quite a few times like ad nauseum. and if anything went askew he would freak the fuck out and i was on the edge of like this plan doesn't work out if somebody fucks this up if they run out of balloons if i can't get the right balloon if i can't get there on time this whole fucking thing's gonna go askew and it didn't everything was fine he loved the balloon you know it was great but in my mind i'm like this better not get fucked up And maybe that's my mom's neurosis, you know? I'm always worrying something's gonna fucking throw a monkey wrench into the plans. (laughs) Or it could be my disease speaking. More on that in a little bit. But seriously, folks, turning into my dad is not such a bad thing. I love my dad. He left us way too soon. um, And I miss him every day. And I gotta say, even now, when I think back on the things he used to obsess about that used to be like quasi, you know, geez, Dan, like cool your jets. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. Because when you get old, you kind of just get set in a certain way of, ex- of expecting certain things to be a certain way, you know? I think we all do that even now, even younger folk. and Younger folk? Even younger folk. You know, them young folk. They, they get all filled up with their ideas, and they just get ahead of themselves. And I get ahead of myself, too. You know, I go to a diner with the family, and now I'm the one asking for the window seat. My dad used to obsess about the window seat. Got to have a seat by the window. Does I have a window? God forbid you get a seat in the middle of the restaurant. That's the best you could do? <laughs> now I'm the same way. I'm like, we got to have a window seat. I need that sun pouring through the window, soaking my rays with solar energy so I can be strong like kal See, folks, you thought we were going to get weird and just talk about the human condition, but I had to throw a little nerd reference in there. Call back. Don't worry. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But we're celebrating birthdays. We're celebrating anniversaries. And, uh, you know, my son's seven and it's crazy. And I'm going to be turning 42 soon. And uh, we're getting ready to go on a cruise. And it's the first time we've taken him on a cruise. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to just looking at everything through his eyes. He's going to freak out. He's going to be so amazed. And again, there's the expectation, right? What if we get on the boat? And he's like, this sucks. (laughs) There's always the possibility. But I don't think it's going to happen because he loves being on trips. He loves traveling. And uh, I'm just looking forward to that. And cruising out on the open sea, you know, maybe the work conditions of the people on the cruise ship aren't what they're supposed to be. I don't know. I've seen some docks. Should that mean I should abstain from all cruising? I don't know. Maybe call my congressman. But it should be good, okay? We got to get out of here for a little bit. We got to get out of our own heads every now and then. Even if that means signing up on a cruise and traveling and, and endorsing uh, the, uh, the enduring horrific conditions of cruise workers everywhere. Sorry. Guilty as charged. Who knows? Maybe Arthur Curry himself will come up from the depths of the ocean and say hi. That's right, folks. I'm going to take you there. First, I'm going to get you. I got you. I got you. I finally saw Aquaman too. Okay. I finally saw Aquaman Dovskis. And I gotta say, uh, it wasn't as horrendous as everybody said, okay? It is a bad movie. For sure. But folks, yours truly here, I've seen a lot of bad movies in my day. Uh, And I gotta say, you know, not even hearing or reading about all the troubles on the set with the reshoots and all that, who gives a fuck, you know? My friend had it on the Plex. He hit me up. He says, I got it. He hit me up after he got it almost immediately after he uploaded it and said it was awful. I kind of Knew it was going to be bad. I didn't have high expectations. So I go into it with low expectations. Lowered expectations. And sure enough, it paid off, man. It wasn't a bad ride. It was kind of fun here and there. I came to one conclusion, though. Black Manta, the villain. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the actor's name who plays him. I'm sorry. Yatin, Yatin, Yame, Yabe. I said I wasn't going to try it. Now I'm trying it. He was great. He's the best character in the whole goddamn franchise. Remember, folks, that first one did like over a billion dollars. So it's not hard to imagine why they made a sequel. But I thought to myself as I'm watching this, man, if you cut out all the Aquaman scenes and you just made like a Black Manta movie, this fucking pirate pursuing this treasure in the deep, cold Arctic Ocean, and then he like meets these like fucking creatures from a either a dim- parallel dimension or an older world, an old and ancient alien world, and has to fight said alien uh creatures and 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 then somehow he comes possessed i mean spoilers kids he becomes possessed by a alien trident and i'm saying alien because it's like you know it's outworldly right i don't mean alien in the sense of like ufos i just mean like this society was frozen under ice and of course message global warming fucks all that up but i say all that to say this if you just cut that movie up into pieces left all the aquaman shit on the cutting room floor and made yourself a Black Manta creature movie? Because the scenes with him were like kind of enjoyable. There's even a scene where like the Trident, like I guess it envisions your desires for you. And he like, it flashes in his head. And you can tell it's in his head because it's all like, you know, but-a-loo, 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 you know, Wayne's World shout out. He's like envisioning himself standing on Aquaman's corpse with like his house in the background. Aquaman's house, his house on land. That's right, kids. Uh, in flames you know and it's like well it's kind of dark you know but they have to keep it kind of light for the kids got to sell some toys this movie is no worse than any like comic book movie i grew up with as a kid but obviously like people hold you know that batman 89 and that richard donner superman those are like the templates right but i mean i grew up watching all kinds of horrible adaptations right because we didn't have what we have now in terms of technology special effects And uh, story-wise, it wasn't even horrible. It's just that you can tell the shit was cut all over the place. Like, they were like, oh, shit, it's the last movie of the DCEU before James Gunn takes over. So we got to cut this shit all up, make it, you know, nice and tidy. And I think sometimes they think that just because James Gunn has been successful with his Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think sometimes studios will say, well, let's just throw in some music and some montages. Those kids won't know any different nah dude like it doesn't work it works when it works and it doesn't work when it doesn't work you know so i don't know what do i rate it ah i don't know i guess it's sick with the flu good you know i wouldn't say quite solitary confinement i would say sick with the flu i'd like i'd watch a couple scenes here and there you know uh was it action-packed i guess not but it wasn't the worst fucking movie i watched the whole thing so you know there you have it i don't know what all the fuss is about i don't know what people are really expecting from these movies sometimes you know it's fucking aquaman like i liked the first aquaman i saw the wife in theaters which was crazy to think about because my son was only like a year and a half old at that point I was like back in 2018 i think we actually had a babysitter and i remember watching it. And like okay this is fun like it's a fun movie but it's also about a guy who happens to talk to fish <laughs> you know like a superhero who lives underwater. He was always kind of a joke, like in the cartoons growing up. So I don't know what people want. I don't know what they're expecting from a, from an Aquaman movie. Like you want like a dirty, gritty Aquaman? Although I will say this, Jason Momoa kind of sucks. Like casting wise, I get it. He's a big dude. Throw him in a fucking costume. But dude, he's just tapping Guinnesses the whole fucking movie. There's a scene where he's wearing just a Jason Momoa outfit with a Guinness on a motorcycle. I'm like, is this Arthur Curry? slash Aquaman or is this fucking Jason Momoa you know what I mean I don't know it's just you can tell he's just getting paid doesn't give a fuck I heard he was showing up drunk on set surprise not a surprise who knows who cares what do you want you know on a lighter note looking forward to the future of the DCU we got Millie Alcock showing up Alcock Alcock there's a cock okay there's a cock showing up she's playing Supergirl I'm all for it why not could have also been the sweeney love that sydney sweeney if you don't know you definitely googs but i'm pretty sure anyone anyone that's anyone that listens to this show they know uh but maybe they'll save sweeney for power girl and you don't need me to elaborate on why that needs to happen okay nerds am i nerding out enough for you guys is this enough huh uh he-man revolutions anybody seen it anybody anyone bueller not so much not bad it's a fun little ride craziest thing about watching the new he-man cartoons nowadays is like i love how they ground it you know they try to ground the characters now you know and and folks like have these things like they keep these things so close to their chest you know like he-man the cartoon like the original like it wasn't all woke it was also really bad like do you guys remember like you were the only reason why you didn't think it was bad was because you were fucking six you know what i mean like you were six years old watching this shit That's why you think the new Kevin Smith one is woke because, oh my God, they got female characters. Although it is kind of woke, I will say. (laughs) Not because there's female characters, but because there is some obvious like over the top, like kind of hashtag me two moments where it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. Men also suck sometimes. (laughs) Laying it on a little thick sometimes, but that's okay, fine, whatever. Maybe some people out there appreciate that, you know? I don't get offended. I'm not like, I've never been one of those guys that's like, not my He-Man. Not my Lionel. He would never take a girl out for dinner and then go down on her. He only gets the beach. I don't know. I don't even think anybody was going there, but you know, we had to go there. Shake it three times and you're playing with it? Say Beetlejuice three times and you're in trouble. Dude, I gotta tell you, this Beetlejuice movie, I was fucking shitting all over this movie. (laughs) That could have gone anywhere, right? I was fucking... First of all, look, I am one of those people that, as I shit all over you He-Man fans for holding these characters too dear to your heart, I'm going to say this. The new Beetlejuice movie, I was shitting all over this thing, okay? When they first put it in development, I was like, why? Why now? And yes, I know they're bringing back Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder, and then they cast Jenna Ortega. You know, Ortega. You got to say it like that. Ortega. You know. <laughs> Hi, it's Jenna. Ortega. Uh, too much but uh, I was shitting all over it I was like yeah I get it she's Wednesday we'll throw her in there okay but then I saw the poster and I saw the name of the movie and it's just Beetlejuice Beetlejuice and I saw those goddamn hands holding the little ticker thing with the date of the movie like it's coming out next September and I'm like oh my god I I um I think this might be this looks kind of cool now we haven't even seen a trailer yet but I'm actually kind of excited for this now And I don't know if it's just simple, like if I'm just that simple, like all they had to do was show the pinstripe suit, you know, with the black and white and then the fucking hands and then the Beetlejuice font. And then, then I'm hooked. Like it's just pure nostalgia. And I recognize that I'm smart enough to know when I'm, when I'm an idiot, you know, and I am an idiot most of the time, but, um, I don't know. I guess I'm here for it. So I'm a walking contradiction. What can I say? Do I contradict myself? Well, yes, I do contradict myself. I'm large. I contain multitudes. (sighs) If you don't know you Googs. Monkey Man trailer. How about that Dev Patel, huh? God damn, he's come a long way from Slumdog and Jordan Peele producing. This shit, you know, people are calling it like the Indian uh, John Wick. I think that's too reductive. I think it just looks like a straightforward, badass action movie. You can have action movies without them being John Wick. In fact, I think John Wick is a little played out. Point in fact, truth be told, the goddamn Continental show. Jesus Christ, that train wreck? And the last John Wick was a little long in the tooth. I don't even mean that. Why would I say long in the tooth? Long in the tooth implies that it's old. I meant to say it's long. It's a long movie. <laughs> you know it's long in tooth. You know, like um like tooth is long, so movie is too long. Always. How about that roadhouse trailer too? Garbage. And again, not because I hold some sweet little uh, soft spot in my heart for the original Patrick Swayze vehicle, okay? Even though he did rip a guy's throat out. Um, I've never even seen Roadhouse all the way through. I just know what the movie is and what it, what it entails. And I've seen the the throat rip scene because, you know, you got to... Um, it kind of makes sense they remake that. Like, that doesn't really offend me. They, they remade Red Dawn and it made sense. The only one that ever re- offended me was when they remade fucking... Uh, RoboCop and Point Break. And honestly, that last Point Break, I never even saw it. never even gave it the time of day. It might have some moments in it that's worth watching. I don't know. I figure if you don't have the the ex-presidents in there, what the fuck is the point? It's about surfers robbing banks. Just remake that if you're going to do it. Actually, don't remake that because the first one is fucking amazing. It's in my top 10. And even when they redid RoboCop, I'm like, God damn, you can't capture that same magic in a bottle. But it wasn't all the way bad either. It had its own little moments, you know? So it can be done. And I get after like a few years, couple decades, decade or two, whatever. It's prime time. You know, you want to introduce the property to a new audience. Sometimes parents can share that stuff with with their kids. I just feel like we had so much more original content when I was growing up. You know, you had a guy holding a sword to the heavens saying, I have the power. He turns into this like jacked up Conan barbarian warrior His pet tiger from Eternia turns into a battle cat. Then you got Skeletor, who's like this fucking... I mean, for all intents and purposes, he should just be like a mummy, but he's jacked. Like, everybody's just working out all the time. They're fucking hitting the roids. They're working out. They're pumping iron. Even Evelyn's looking around. You're kind of looking at Evelyn. I'm six years old, and I'm looking at her. I'm going, hey, you, are you that evil? Perhaps, perhaps you need to understand that I have the power. She was hot. Her and uh Maleficent. It's that purple eyeshadow, you know? That purple eyeshadow on Evelyn and Maleficent. Something about that purple eyeshadow just does something to me. Mm. Thoughts on that, anyone? Ah. I was going to talk about Airbender, but I don't know anything about it, and I don't have a guest to elaborate on it. So uh, if you guys are hyped on that, that's awesome. I have no idea what the fuck this is. Airbender, what the fuck is it? Never seen it. All right. Sorry, I just don't know what else to say about it. Uh, as you can tell, it's a, it's a slow, 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 slow news week. Slow news week. But there were a few more things I wanted to talk about. Um, not to end the show on a downer, per se. How about this? We'll we'll talk about some sad shit, and then we'll and then we'll kind of bring it back. Okay. I I saw the other day in the news that, uh, you know, that, uh, there was some, somebody that maybe very dear to my past and very, um, someone I grew up watching a lot in my early adolescence, uh, passed away. Okay. And this person had an impact on me growing up, you know, especially as I got older and I started watching more of this person's films. I became very enamored for some reason, like the first like 10, 15 minutes of this person's films. And, um, and then I would kind of like lose interest after like 10, 15 minutes. But then like I'd, I'd rest for a little bit and then get back into it. And this person is, of course, um, the famed actor, Jesse Jane. Uh, pornographic actress <laughs> known for her... Uh, I was trying to keep a straight face. Known for her roles in, um, I guess, mainly the most expensive porn that I know of to date, which would be that Pirates of the Caribbean porn spoof. Uh, she was phenomenal in it. And again, didn't watch the whole thing. Got really interested in the first 15 minutes. Kind of lost interest halfway through. Came back for a couple extra um, rubdowns. I mean, uh, watch throughs. And that's, that's, that's that. You know, but she died young. So it is sad. She OD'd her and her boyfriend found in Hollywood somewhere. And that's sad. You know, it's sad when anybody leaves too soon or leaves when they're, you know, I mean, they're like 50s. That's not old, right? I mean, that's like fucking 10 years away from where I'm at. That's fucking scary. Like anytime I hear somebody like passing away, I think I said this before on a podcast. If they're like within grasp of like an age I can understand. And I think most of that's getting more real as I get older. Cause before when I was younger, it's like like some 30 year old just showed up to the bar, you know, in their twenties, like, dude, that's 10 years from now. But now I'm like, Oh, I'm 41. 50 is very real. 60 is, is, is I can envision 60. (laughs) I can also cough it up. So when I see that, I'm like, Oh shit. What the fuck happened? There has to be something astronomically wrong with this person, right? Because God forbid this person just passes away, you know, from 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 natural causes. It's like, no, it has to be an accident or drugs. And um, so when I read this, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm relieved that it was ODing, you know, because I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that makes sense because she's way too young to have died from just natural causes, you know. And I guess I think more about my, my mortality now than ever before. See, I said I was going to bring things down a little bit, but don't worry. I'm going to bring it back up. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. But all joking aside, rest in peace, Jesse Jane. You gave us a lot of years of uh, entertainment, pleasure, and comfort. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Mr. Carl Weathers as well. Okay. I post a little homage to him on my on my social medias. I got to say, Carl, some damn fool said you were the best and they were right. Okay, because you were the best. And I don't normally do like dedications or anything like that, but I think Carl Weathers is one of those guys that, when I think about his movies growing up, first seeing him in in Predator, okay, I kind of retroactively saw him in Rocky. Um, I remember his appearance on Good Times, hilarious. And even a fucking uh, um, Happy Gilmore, so fucking good. Just easing the tension, baby. Who could forget his time on Arrested Development? You know, just he always had that ability to be just so likable, you know, even in an action movie where he's killing a guy, he's kind of smirking a little bit. He had that twinkle and, uh, he passed away in his seventies in his sleep peacefully. We don't know much at this time, but I think it's worth remarking on because, um, he had a hell of a career, you know, and he had, he impacted a lot of people. And, uh, if you haven't seen any of his movies and you're listening to this, please, Check him out in Predator. I'm pretty sure almost anyone that listens to this has seen Predator at some point. And yes, 1987 Predator, and I, and I, and I, and of course Rocky. You know, Action Jackson is another good one. We did it on the show. Uh, I think last year. It's sad. It's always sad when people leave us, regardless of when they leave us, especially if they leave us too soon. And even in his 70s, I mean, there's there's guys acting all the way into their 80s and 90s. So he probably could have easily done, uh, you know, at least a few more seasons of Mando or a couple more. He he probably had a few more gems. His pocket, you know? So anyway, we're all getting older, you know? So we got to take care of ourselves. One of the things I've appreciated about getting older and especially after going through what I went through with my parents and my dad getting older and him passing away is that you just have to hold on to like the good moments, you know? And so even though I spend some time talking about these people that I'll never, I, I, I never met, you know, they had, they gave us moments, moments into our television set, moments into our living rooms, Uh, or on our devices depending on how you watch this stuff and um we can always look back and look at that art that they gave us and they kind of live on in our memories and i think the same thing occurs for us with our with our close ones and our friends and our family like we we have to look at the stuff that we've created with them right memories pictures we've taken maybe home movies we made um i'm guilty of saving like voicemails on people that have left us because you know i want to always remember the sound of their voice and you know, I don't know. I just, I think about this podcast sometimes and it all seems kind of silly doing this podcast because, you know, the world is a crazy place and there's shit going on in the world. And it kind of makes me wonder like, what's the point of even doing this podcast with all the horrors and travesties that happen every day, you know, and the sadness, you know, but there's also a lot of light too, you know, because in contrast to, you know, folks leaving us, people are born too, you know, and uh, like, I have a son who just turned seven, and he thinks the world of me. And the other day he came home with a note from school. It was like they were writing letters. And he wrote a letter that said, dear dad, I love you. And you're my best friend. And I have it hanging up in my office. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and there's a picture of it on top with the a picture of me holding his hand, you know. And that is the most amazing gift I've ever been given is my son. Like that, he is the gift. And so life goes on, folks, you know? And I just picked up 10 years of sobriety. It's crazy. Like, it's fucking crazy, you know? Because I'm still... I still remember what it was like to drink, you know? And I don't look back at all the drinking in my in my past and go, it was all bad. Because I, I have good memories, too. Like, I had a lot of good times drinking. But then eventually those, those times turned bad. And there were more bad times than good times. And people started kind of writing me off and avoiding me. And I started isolating more and more, you know? And, um, I just moved to this new town. I started going to meetings up here and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't talk about, I don't talk about the rooms a lot on this thing. Cause a lot of people don't really understand how that works. And it's not really one of the things you're supposed to necessarily talk about in detail, but I do talk about my sobriety on this podcast. So I, I kind of keep it real with that. It's cathartic for me. Some folks have t- said it's cathartic for them. So I still talk about it. And, um, one of the greatest things about, moving to a small town and finding a new group of folks to to share your 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 experience and your strengths and your hope with is is that connection and meeting new people and that just goes back to what I was saying like just life goes on you know we we persevere and as i get older and i and i get that perspective um i'm still sick like i still need to keep going to meetings i still need to hear other alcoholics talk about their experiences cuz i need to be reminded of that this just getting deep now, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, 10 fucking years. The biggest change I've seen in the last 10 years is that I don't, even though I'm still fucking crazy, right. And I need help sometimes I don't need to drink over stuff anymore. I don't need to wake up in that morning with that sense of dread. Like what the fuck did I do? You know, <laughs> who did I hurt? You know, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life anymore. You know, now my son's writing me this little note, runs to me when I pick him up from school. My wife tells me she loves me before she goes off to work. You know, I have all these great things, these blessings in my life, and all that's because of my sobriety. You know, I just think it's important to reflect on that every now and then. And I think, I think with my dad passing, and I probably shared this before, uh, one of the greatest gifts through that process was being present. The same way my son is teaching me to be present every day, I was able to be present every step of the way through my dad's illness towards the end, uh, especially when it sped up and he, he was in hospice. I was able to be there sober and present and be in the moment with him at the end. And I don't know what, I don't know what else to say about that. Like when I was out there drinking, um, I wasn't present. You know, I lost my sister 10 years ago over 10 years ago and I was not present through any of that as she got worse and worse and worse I wasn't there for a lot of that um, and I shared some of this in, in 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 meetings and I shared some of this when I picked up my 10 year chip recently but I wanted to share it on the podcast because I think it's podcast has kind of become part of uh, my process as well and uh, I'm not I never break anyone's anonymity on this thing but um, but I don't I feel pretty comfortable talking about my own process in my own sobriety. So if it helps you, great. If it's boring as fuck, deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I told you it was going to be a weird one. And that's that's where we're at. I'm very grateful to be alive and sober. And I'm grateful to have the friends and family in my life. And uh, life is good. So I hope all of you out there listening in podcast land, when you listen to this, whether whatever you get out of it, whether it's a distraction from the mundane, uh, a, a stress reliever from from something that's stressing you out, or maybe it's just background noise because you just wanted to throw something on and you love the sound of my voice. It's like a velvety drip on vinyl. And that needle is just etching its way along the, the circumference of the, of the, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> whatever it is, okay? Uh, whatever it is that you love about this show or like about this show, thanks for listening. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for all the feedback over the years. Thanks for all the, the love and support. It's a beautiful thing. And again, look, whatever we said, whatever I've said on this show, okay, whether it made you ponder your existence or question your own morality or mortality, just remember it's just fiction. I think I'm going to play this out with little oceans, you know, by Pearl Jam, big surprise. I mean, I am going on a cruise, you know, why not like get on theme or get on brand with this? To the thread, the currents was shared like me to